Before we dive into this episode, I want you to think about what it would feel like to have your dream clients begging to work with you. Your DMs are flooding with inquiries, emails are pouring in, and your past clients are sending over all of their friends to work with you. Trust me, babe, you've been putting in the work, investing in your education, and reaching new levels in your self-development and skills. I see you. But do your dream clients actually see you online? I have a handful of intuitive content coaching calls available and would love the opportunity to help you shine online. Check out kianamarie.com slash connect to learn more. Together, we work closely to generate a ton of content for your business, not just trends, but genuine content that feels true to you and your business. From my kitchen table to yours, we come up with a content plan flooded with behind the scenes clips, client experience, and upcoming events. You are a big deal, my love. We just need more people to know about you. Let's capture that twinkle in your eye and share your passions online. Your dream clients are just one scroll away from finding you. Let's connect with them. Find more details at kianamarie.com slash connect. I can't wait to see you shine online. Now let's get this party started. Good morning, beautiful. I am so happy you're back for another episode of Amplify Your Weddings. I've been having so much fun with this series and I feel like we've been doing a lot of inspiration. We've shared a ton of education. And this next episode, I'm just thrilled to kind of create an action list for you. So I know you're doing great. I just want to do a little check-in with you and just remind you that, you know, we may be booking weddings. We may be not be booking weddings. We may be looking for answers. And I'm just want to hear to remind you that you're incredible. You are doing the work. You are showing up. You're constantly educating yourself. I'm sure you're editing right now, listening, or maybe you're on your walk or just trying to squeeze in any education you can while you're being productive, living your life. I just want to take a moment and just thank you for listening and um, being a part of the party. Now, today's episode is going to rock your world. Like I said before, this whole series has been full of education. And I feel like sometimes we can get a little bombarded with, okay, but where do we start? What comes first, right? So with this conversation, we are going to be chatting all about blogging and SEO, which probably doesn't sound so sexy and I get it. But my guest today, who happens to be one of my longtime besties in the industry, Vanessa Hicks, will be diving into tons of prompts and education and truly kind of just knowledge that we need to kind of keep in our back pocket to help us stay relevant for generations to come. I'm talking about years of deep rooted SEO, which we'll dive into what exactly that is soon and just give you some kind of Kickstarters so that you are Googleable. Okay. So here's the thing. We sometimes are chasing followers, but I want to ask you, you know, followers are great, but they're not paying clients always. Right. So how are we attacking and becoming magnetic for Googlers? Like how are people finding us online and through Pinterest? Wow. I cannot wait to introduce you to Vanessa Hicks. She is a friend that I met years and years ago in Monterey, California, and we both have been traveling the world since. Vanessa is married to just such, such an incredible military husband, and they are constantly on the move, which we're going to dive into if you are traveling often, or you do find yourself needed to just pick up your business and leave. She is an expert in that. She is a beautiful mama, hardworking photographer and educator and speaker. You've seen her on many, many stages before. 
and it's only the beginning. Vanessa loves Disney. She has had her work featured worldwide in publications like Destination I Do, People Magazine, The Knot, Brides, Martha Stewart, Frickin' Weddings. She's been all over. She's even been seen on ABC News, The Today Show, and Good Morning America. And that's just scratching the surface. Vanessa truly is an advocate for photographers, small business owners, hustling mamas and dreamers. And she was even named the number one wedding photographer in Hawaii by Hawaii Magazine in both 2018 and 2019. So she has a lot to offer. And if you've ever seen that viral photo flag baby, I'll have to add it to our show notes to show you in the blog and that military tea time session. She... She's just killing it. So she's been all over. I cannot wait to introduce you. Let's get this party started. Welcome, Vanessa. Welcome to Kiana Marie Weekly, a podcast for creatives who love to celebrate wins, big or small, by dancing in the kitchen, photographers who are excited to serve their clients, and friends who are ready to chase really, really big dreams. You can find all of the resources mentioned in this episode at kianamarie.com slash podcast. Join me as I share weekly motivation, chat about growing pains, finding genuine connections, and celebrating your wins through the lens of a photographer at heart. Come join me for a dance party. Ready? Let's go. All right. All right. Welcome to the party, Vanessa. I'm so, so grateful you're here with us today. I am so happy to be here. It's time to party. I miss you so much. So if this is the only way that we can like party it up right now, then let's go. (laughs) I love this. Oh my goodness. Well, let's dive right into these juicy questions. I am so pumped to honestly educate, but mostly just empower and encourage all of these photographers and small business owners to once again, shine online, show up. I know everyone listening is so uber talented, but people just need to find them. Like our dream clients are literally searching for us, but they can't find us. So you are the expert. You are the SEO expert, the marketing just genius. And so I'm so grateful you're here. Oh, well, I mean, guys, <laughs> I didn't pay Kiana to say that. So <laughs> thank you so much. I mean, that that means the world to me. I think it's so important, you know, to be authentically yourself, showing up online, being able to be found, doing it the right way with strategy. I am a person that I like, if I'm doing something, there is a reason I need, I need to know that there's going to be a return in my investment because I ain't got time. I got two teenagers. I'm a military spouse. You know, I got a dog, I got a life. Um, So I like to do things the right way first time and with a reason behind it. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, can you explain to us what is SEO? Like, what does that even stand for and how can it help small business owners? I love this. Okay. So SEO stands for search engine optimization. So what that means, and a lot of times you're not thinking that you're doing it when you're doing it. So you go onto Google, you type in a search term, right? Whatever that search term may be, that is what is known as a keyword, right? And what Google does, it sends its bots out there onto the interwebs and it brings you back the content that you're looking for. Essentially, it's giving you the answers to your questions. And so what does that mean for us as business owners? Our clients, as Kiana said, are out there looking for us. And if you're only focusing your marketing efforts or to be seen in one aspect, i.e. social media or something else, and maybe not online, what your website, you know, can drive traffic to when someone goes on Google and they're looking for you, 
they're not going to find you because Google is going to give them someone else. So basically it's just the, I call it almost like the back end spider web of words and information that just helps you be seen. So when you are posting your blogs, when you're posting up stuff on your website, that's how Google finds you, correct? Absolutely. So Google is always looking for content, right? So uh, content, copy, whatever the words, you know, however you guys want to put it, that is what is Google is looking for. And so the reason why I always stress things like blogging and making sure that your website is SEO optimized is because Google is looking for content. So Kiana, this is what happens. And, and, you know, maybe a listener out there right now, you know, they're clutching their pearls because they know I'm about to talk about them, right? Let's <laughs> say for business owners, they launch a website, right? Or maybe they hire a copywriter or they hire a, a template, you know, and they hire someone to get their website up. Or they do it themselves. They put their blood, sweat, tears, energy, all of that into launching a new website, right? And it's beautiful because their work is awesome, right? And they launch it and they let the world know my website's out there. Yay. And they sit back and they're just waiting. They're waiting for the inquiries to flood because they have spent so much time on this website and crickets. And so what the normal entrepreneur does is they wait maybe a year or so go by and then they got to start playing the blame game. Well, maybe it was a copywriter. Maybe, you know, the copy wasn't good or maybe it's my font or maybe it's my logos or my colors. So, you know what I'm going to do? Oh, there's a new sale going on. I'm going to get a new template or, or there's, you know, copywriters got a sale on. I'm going to hire a new designer. Right. And then they launch another website and then they sit there and they wait and they're wondering why it's not working. And so then I come swoop in there and, and I don't even pay attention to anything that is going on on their website. I don't care about your fonts, your colors, your copy, your pictures. I don't care about anything. And I just run the Google, you know, I run your website through Google Analytics and I'll see that there is no organic traffic coming to your website, which means when someone goes onto Google and they're looking for you and they type some sort of keywords, right, that would bring them to you. They're not finding you. So that means that beautiful website that you have, that you spent your blood, sweat, tears, money, all of that on, no one is organically finding you. The only way someone is finding that website is if you're paying or guiding them to find it, i.e. paying advertisers, or they already are following you on social media or somewhere and they click on a link to bring them to your website, they already know you, which means they're not organically finding you. And so I want someone to think about that because someone out there has a website out there right now. And I wonder if they're getting any organic traffic to it. Is, does Google even know your website exists? I wonder. Oh, I love that so much. And I even noticed that too, even for myself, I was really naive. And I think you're kind of painting that picture. That story you just shared was me five years ago. And cause I have such a unique name. So if anybody were to type in Kiana Marie with a Q, they would somehow kind of sort of find it and Google would correct them on my name spelling and then they would find it. And I thought, Oh, that's all I needed to know is as long as someone knew my name. Mm-hmm. But back in the day when I was really hustling my weddings and I wanted someone to search a Santa Cruz wedding photographer or a venue that I was so in love with back in the Bay Area, I wouldn't even come up. I wouldn't even be searchable. And so, okay, so I'm, I'm loving this story already. So how can we be guided to blogging? And I literally have a question for you in our little template for questions today is, is blogging dead? Like, let's chat about that. I love this. Is blogging dead? Oh, it, it makes me so happy. Now, you guys have to understand, 
I love this stuff. I love data. I love analytics. But let me also tell you guys something because someone out there right now is thinking it. I am not a writer. Okay. I barely speak proper English and English is my only language. Okay. (laughs) Like I'm just going to be absolutely real with you. I am not a writer. Neither are you, unless you're our friend, Natalie Frank, or someone out there who's already put out a book. All right. But let me also tell you a secret. They probably had editors too. So the very first thing that stops people from blogging, they're already turned off by blogging is the thing that they're saying, I'm not a writer. I am X, a photographer, you know, this, that, whatever. I'm not a writer. You don't have to be a writer. Let me just kind of nip that right there in the butt. All right. So you don't have to be a a good writer to actually blog and be seen and found on social or, or on Google. Now is blogging dead? I mean, I'm gonna answer you a question with a question, Kiana. And if any of the readers or listeners need to you know, see this, I always have my receipts for you. If you guys don't know, I'm a military spouse and a Navy veteran. So in the last eight years of my business, I've moved my business four times. Um, I'm prepping for a fifth move. So it's a lot. And SEO has been the foundation of my success. So I moved to San Diego from Hawaii, March of 2020. We already know what happened that year. It's the year that shall not be named. We're not going to talk about it. But the following year, uh, 2021, so mind you, I moved here in March. In 2021, from my honey book that I can show receipts, I got 406 inquiries from Google. Wow. In a new location for free. I just moved here. Right now, granted, I don't just service San Diego. Let me, you know, I'm a destination wedding photographer, but I'm still in a new location in a brand new business in a new spot. So is blogging dead? No. Now, let me, again, do people spend a lot of times reading blogs and things like that? Not as much as they did when, you know, maybe five, six years ago. But let me shock your readers and shock you, Kiana. I don't blog for my couples. What? I know. What? No, I don't care if my couples read it. Now, (laughs) before someone asks me, (laughs) I know my couples are going to read the blogs, right? And they're going to share it and and all of that. I do not blog to show my content and all that for my couples. That's like an added bonus. Mm -hmm. I blog for Google. I blog because we have an unwritten, unspoken contract with Google that if we are going to have a website online on Google, we have to create content for Google to drive traffic to. If we don't, Google's not going to do that. So I don't blog for my clients. I don't blog to show my work. I don't blog. Nope. I blog to rank for when people go onto Google and they're looking for something. They may not even know they're looking for me. And then they find me. They kill two birds with one stone. That's why I blog. So I know I didn't answer the question all the way, but yes, (laughs) is blogging dead? Absolutely not. So just to kind of reiterate, and I sometimes I feel like Oprah where I'm like, let me just repeat this and make sure I grasp this. So when you say you're not blogging for your couples, you're referring to not blogging for your like either current or past couples. What you're really blogging for are your dream future couples, correct? Absolutely. And what I'm doing is I'm creating this content. So Google, when, when those dream clients are looking for me, they don't know they're looking for me, right? Google will drive them to me. Right. I'm letting Google do the work and I'm doing that by a blog post or by a hidden blog page that's SEO driven and, and SEO optimized. You know, 
I'm doing work one time that will drive traffic for years and years to come, you know? And so when I'm moving locations, for example, I will write a blog post about top five wedding venues in Tampa. I'll say Tampa because I'm getting ready to move there. I have not photographed there. I have not been there. I don't have a picture of there. But by utilizing keyword research, by creating that content, I can rank for those venues and then go back and update those blog posts when I do go photograph at those venues after I rank for them and after someone finds me, right? And so blogging's not dead. The thing is, it's unsexy. It's unsexy for us, Kiana. And I always talk about it, that that blogging and SEO is unsexy because we are human beings who want things done just like that. We want to see results just like that, right? And SEO and blogging, it's like if you're watering a plant, you have to plant the seed, right? You've got to water that seed. You've got to pick the weeds out. Guess what? Some keywords aren't going to work. Some blog posts aren't going to rank, right? So you got to pull the weeds out, right? When thunderstorms and all that happen and it, you know, messes with the soil. And I don't know this because I, I grow hibiscus, right? And you got to repot it. Sometimes you got to do that. That's maybe you got to redo your, your WordPress to another website. I don't know, right? But then when it starts to bloom, when it starts to pay off, it'll bloom over and over and over again. One plant will bloom over and over and over again. So instead of me having to have multiple plants that I got to water and try to get content from every single day, 365 days a year times eight years, that's exhausting in and of itself. I can pull up and show you that I've got content and traffic that's driven to a blog post that I wrote in 2015 and it is 2022. When was the last time anyone liked anything from your Instagram from, I mean, how many years is that now? Eight years ago, seven years ago, you can't even get someone to like your Instagram from yesterday. I know it's already gone. These <laughs> it's gone. stories are gone in 24 hours. Poof. See you exactly. never. Exactly. So I SEO and blogging people who focus on that, they're not looking for quick fixes. They are looking for long-term strategies. And those are my type of people that are looking to be in this for the end game. They're looking for strategies that are going to work move after move, location after location. doesn't matter your pricing. doesn't matter this. doesn't It doesn't matter a pandemic. It doesn't matter anything. It doesn't matter a trend. They're looking for long-term strategies and SEO and blogging does that. That's incredible. And I love that because that truly defines my listeners and my tribe and everyone that, you know, is investing in this podcast. We're in the long game. We are, we're slow growth. We are building really strong foundations. And I can't like, I'm over here cheering. I know you can't see us, but I'm literally cheering about your analogy for blooming and planting. That's literally my thing. Like I obsess with gardens and how much it relates to our businesses. So I love that. Thank you for and sharing. It, and you guys can't see us, but I know that about Kiana, like there's plants <laughs> behind her. So I use that analogy. I, I, that was on purpose guys. Okay. Like that was on purpose. <laughs> You're amazing. Okay. So I'm, I'm totally grasping this idea just about, you know, the slow growth and truly taking the time now So you will get those hits and get those things. So can you share with us a handful of examples of the types of blogs that we should be blogging for our business and, and something that you would recommend for kind of businesses across the board. So maybe not just wedding photographers, even though this is the whole series on amplifier weddings, but you know, what are, what types of blogs should we be considering? 
I love this. So obviously I know that a lot of your listeners, you know, are, are photographers, but we know that this is for all small businesses. So first things first, and again, this is more for photographers. I'm going to kind of break this myth. You do not and should not blog every single session. You don't have to. And let's be real. Not every single session, not every single piece of your work is your ideal work. Your blog, right? Remind you, we're talking about driving traffic to your site. So you should be very picky about what you showcase. That's marketing, right? And so understand that you do not have to blog and share every single thing. You have to put your marketing caps on when you're thinking about what you want to showcase because what you showcase is what you're going to attract, right? So keep that in mind. Now, for some tips, I want you to start thinking not what people are looking up right now. Now, if you want to look up some of the things what people are looking up right now, that's fine. But I'm not going to recommend you blog that right now. What? I know it's weird. I want you to think of a 12 week analogy. So I'm a person that works on analogy. So if I go outside and I run today, I'm a runner. If you can see, you can't see behind me, but I got my race medals, my my half marathon medals behind me. Um, So if I go outside and I run a mile today and I come back in and I go and I weigh myself, I'm not going to lose weight, right? Haven't lost weight. But if I run every day for 12 weeks, you know, and I eat and I do all the proper things, if I step on the scale, I should lose some weight. So the work that you do today is really for the next 12 weeks. As marketers, you shouldn't be marketing today. You should always be forward marketing, right? And so we're we're recording this podcast in August. So for the wedding photographers, what are, what are your couples going to be looking up in the next 12 weeks? The next 12 weeks is going to be the start of engagement season. So right now, you should be blogging about engagement session tips. What are your couples looking up? Now, if you're confused, you don't know, maybe you're a new person right now. And I'm not just saying your couples, anybody in your industry, what are your clients looking up go look at your emails go look at other articles that are written in your industry other tips and tricks pinterest is a great one for this the reason why i say go look is because if you are looking and if you find articles that means other people are looking it up and are looking for you so we know that this is content that people actually look up so if i had to create a strategy for clients for the next 12 weeks or what they should be blogging about right now you want to make sure that you're going to have a handful of blogs that are it's known as cornerstone content so cornerstone content is content that you kind of alert to google hey this is content that is important all the time and drive traffic here all the time. It's just like, you're almost like, hey, you're highlighting this chapter of your book, right? And so you always wanna make sure that you have some sort of content that you wanna drive traffic to your site all the time, not just seasonal content or location-based content, but traffic that you can do all the time. Um, And then also some seasonal content or maybe something that's going on, again, really, really focusing on what what your clients look up is the type of content you want to create, right? And thinking of that 12 weeks ahead, that way you can write that content now and then let the Google gods do their thing. So when they start to look it up, you start to rank and and can uh, populate for that. That's amazing. And I, I love that. It's it's being forward thinkers about what's coming. And I feel like there's so much power in this is where we're the experts, right? This is how we can not only align ourselves as the experts. So as future couples are looking us up or we're looking for your services, I cannot reiterate this enough. Our dream clients are praying for us. They are looking for us and they may be asking a friend, they may be asking their nail lady or 
a new friend at the gym, right? For referrals, but they're searching for us. Not only are they searching, I just read an article because there's for our younger listeners out here, I'm not gonna tell you my age, okay? But you know, I mean, I we're not gonna talk about that, but I'm on my thirst. Anywho, there's someone out here that's young, maybe our Gen Zers, right? And they're like, ah, oh, Google. And I just saw an article literally yesterday that talked about, you know, the, the, the newer generation that they're using TikTok, Pinterest, Instagram for search engines. So if you think that you're going to get away from understanding keywords and SEO and alt text because you're killing it on TikTok or you're killing it on, on Instagram, if, and if you go and you pay attention, there's now areas and places to be found. They're, they're trying to make these platforms another search engine optimization tool, just like Pinterest is. Pinterest falls under social media, but it is a search engine. You go on there, you type something in, you want an answer to populate. Instagram, TikTok is now doing that too. So for any of our Gen Zers out there that thinks that they can get away from this, that this that this podcast, this episode is not going to age well, it's going to age well. I promise you it's going to age well. <laughs> yeah, it's never going away. And that's what we always talk about too. Just with the first thing that comes to mind is just safety, right? So, right. So once you post something, the beauty of it, it could be a blessing and a curse, but it truly does live forever. I love that. And then not only that, I mean, I'm someone who had that devastating thing happen. Luckily, I got mine back. But what if your Instagram went away? And, you know, we talk about, oh, what if Instagram went away tomorrow? Okay, chances of that happening slim to none. But what if your Instagram got hacked? What if your Instagram got disabled? Those are things that absolutely can happen and is happening more and more often. So I'll stop using that kind of analogy of, oh, would your business survive if Instagram went down tomorrow? Because chances of Instagram going down tomorrow is slim. So I'm going to rephrase that. Would you survive if your Instagram got hacked tomorrow? Would your business survive if your Instagram got disabled tomorrow or your TikTok went down tomorrow? Because those things can, and, and Kian, I'm sure you've seen it online. We're seeing it over, oh my gosh, my Instagram got hacked. I lost all my years worth the work. And if that is your only marketing, then what? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so scary. And I feel like we, we spend so, and I'm speaking for myself, but I spend hours and hours on Instagram when I should be really utilizing my time and my energy into more of these blog posts and into more SEO and building those foundational, like you said, core content, or what was it called? What type of content? Oh, just, just your cornerstone. Content. Cornerstone. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, here's the thing when people always talk, I, I'm a scroller. And whenever I talk about this, it makes it seem like I hate social media. I love Instagram. Instagram is my jam. Okay. It's just not where I put my mark, all my marketing efforts to, but this is what I always will tell the users. I've done the research, the lifespan of an Instagram post, right? So for our, our listeners that just spent hours today trying to find the perfect caption, perfect hashtags, perfect photo that fit my feed, is it good on the reel, is it blah, 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 right? All that that you just did has a lifespan of 48 hours. 48 hours, unless it goes viral or anything, after 48 hours, it is almost impossible to find that post. It has a lifespan of a fruit fly <laughs> versus an Insta or excuse me, a blog post done well, SEO driven, all of that has a lifespan of 700 plus days. Again, I just shared that I have a blog post that still drives the most traffic to my site that I wrote in 2015. 
right? And I, I know that because the date's on there. And so 700 plus days versus 48 hours. And we wonder why our entrepreneurs are burnt out on the content creation hamster wheel because you're creating content that lasts for 48 hours, the wow. lifespan of a fruit fly. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay. So I feel like this is in one breath, it's very overwhelming, <laughs> but also very encouraging because I do feel like you are sharing these tips and these just helpful foundational things that we need to be adding to our workflows. Hey, photographers, as our business grows, we find ourselves on a timeline. We start with photographing families, lifestyle portraits, try hosting puppy mini sessions. We capture birthday parties, cake smashes, and some of us dream of photographing luxury celebrity status weddings. But what if that timeline isn't in a straight line and it feels more like a roller coaster? Did you know that as a photographer, you can offer seasonal photo shoots? Yes, everything in life, including our business, flourishes during different seasons. This is why I created The Greenhouse, a resource garden planted just for you. The Greenhouse offers tons of education, digital workshops, guides, and templates to help you confidently connect with your dream clients and shine online. Grab the link in the show notes for exclusive access to The Greenhouse today. Each season, new products, freebies, and education will be sprouting to help your business bloom. Click the link in the show notes to gain access to the greenhouse today. So Vanessa, can you, going back to the blogging, can you share with us kind of the anatomy of the perfect blog post? What should we be including? Are there links? I know there are so many apps and like widgets, I guess I think they're called that we should be adding. If you want to just kind of give us like a bare bones basic lesson on what each blog post should include, that would be amazing. Perfect. And so, and again, I know that I'm going to try to run through this. I'm not going to be so long, right? So I know there's so many technical terms and all that. And I'm always available for any of the listeners to go more in depth. Um, but first things first, a blog post is absolutely that. It has to have copy. The one thing that I see a lot, especially in photographers, is that they write blog posts that are just essentially portfolio pieces, right? Images. Google, while it can pick up images, Google is searching for copy. It is searching for words. So if you're blogging, you have to actually write. A blog post or any page, not just your blog post, guys, every single page of your website ranks for a keyword, right? Ranks on Google. So for any page that you want Google to try to find, it needs to have at least... 300 to 500 words. If you have anything less than 300 words, Google and its bots will not pick it up. So I'm talking about your homepage, your about page, or any pages on your website, including your blog posts, need to have at least 300 to 500 words in order for Google to find it. So that's tip number two. Tip number three, I've said it before, I'm going to say it again. Be very cognizant of what you blog, share, all of those things. Why? Your blog is your marketing, right? We're opening the doors for Google to drive amounts of traffic to our site, again, for our dream couples to find us. Why are you blogging work that maybe may not be to the best of your ability or, 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 or whatever that maybe does not, it is not part of the work that you produce now? Which also means tip number four, if you have content that is out there, blog posts, anything that is out there that does not represent your work currently, delete it, 
because once it's out there on it's online, it is always out there online, right? So delete content, delete blog posts that is not that does not represent your current work anymore. And then tip number five, when it comes to your blog posts, the reason why so many people's blogs are not found or anything like this, there's a lot of technical reasons, i.e. the number of words, but it is because you don't have a purpose to your blog post. So before you go and write your next blog post, you should be thinking, how do I want someone to find this? What is the keyword? What are my, what's my keyword? How do I want this blog post to be found? What is the topic? Whatever it may be. Then you need to go and do keyword research because just because you think a keyword is good does not mean people actually look that keyword up. So yes, some of you guys are out there blogging just to blog and no one's finding it because no one's looking it up. And so we have to think of the types of words that we use. Since again, just talking to photographers, we say things like portraits or lifestyle or fine art. Does our actual normal consumer look that up? And I don't know until I do keyword research. So I can't tell you yes or no, right? Each location, every keyword is different. So you want to make sure that you have a purpose to your blog post. When I look at a blog post, no matter what it is, if it's educational content, um, I just did a blog post that I'm I, writing for my educational website. And I know that I want people to find it when they look up HoneyBook, right? It is a HoneyBook, you know, blog post. So I looked up keywords that were honey booked base and not keywords that I think people are looking up. I went to the site. I went straight to Google, right? I went and I looked up the analytics of it and I chose keywords that Google lets me know people are actually looking up that month. So, and maybe kind of side tip number six is like where us creatives falter is that we want to be creative with our blog posts, right? Remember I told you, I don't care if my couples read it, right? Like they are going to read it, but that's not the purpose. So some of your blog posts out there where it's saying dreamy, whimsical couple on the cliff sides of Big Sur, no one's looking that up. No one's <laughs> looking up dreamy, whimsical, da, 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 da. Now I, I cannot 100% confirm that until I look it up, but I can tell you they're not looking that up. You know what your couples are probably looking up? Big Sur photographer. So why is that not the title of your blog post? I know it's not sexy, but when the inquiries come in, because they found you, because that's what they were looking up, I bet you that's sexy. Mm -hmm. So again, we're putting ourselves into our client's shoes. We want to have a focus. What, what is the objective of this blog post? How do I want people to find me? Then you're going to just spend a little time doing a little bit of research just to make sure that the efforts that you're putting in, that you're going to get a return on your investment. And once you do, boom, there you go. And then it's rinse and repeat. Oh my gosh. Amazing. And this is so helpful because I feel like a lot of us, like you mentioned earlier, we have a hard time. We're not writers, right? We're, we don't enjoy it. It's not fun, but you know, what's fun running a business and being profitable. You know, what's fun is getting those inquiries. And I know a lot of us have show up websites as I get that little show at notification. And I just see ka-ching every time this comes but in. But it's even better when it, it, you know, maybe another tip, you don't know that your SEO and all that's working. You want to make sure that on your contact form, you have, how did you find me? Right. Or how, you know, whatever. And so when it says Google on there, that knows that, you, you know, people found you, you didn't spend a dollar doing it. Right. They found you organically on Google. 
Google. I love it when all my inquiries come in and they found me on Google and not on Instagram or Facebook or Yelp or Wedding Wire or the not. I, you know, again, I've ran a successful business now for eight years and I only, I haven't paid for the not or any sort of advertising services like that in at least six. And I move my business often, but I rely on SEO. And I was a person who fell victim to $600 a month for a featured listing on the knot. And yes, maybe side tip, I don't want to get us um, a suit or anything, but when they say things like, hey, you know, if you sign up for this, it's going to help your SEO, but it doesn't. And here's why. It helps their SEO. So if someone went on to Google and they typed in San Diego wedding photographer, right? You'll see the knot pop up, right? And then it'll click onto the knot and then you're going to get a list, right? Of people who have paid that are San Diego wedding photographers. And then the consumer has to click on you, you know, and, and on your website. If you're lucky. So here's the thing. The knot is a refer. It is still not an organic search and it's not helping your SEO. It's helping their SEO. So once you know how SEO works, you realize that you don't fall victim to these, these marketing tactics that it helps your SEO because it really doesn't. They're the middleman. But instead, when you type in San Diego wedding photographer and I pop up underneath the knot, <laughs> right? And they click on mine and I don't have to pay for that. That's marketing. That's the power of blogging and SEO is that when someone types that in, don't do San Diego wedding photographer. I just looked at my, my stats. Do San Diego engagement photographer. You'll see the knot. You'll see wedding wire. Then you'll see me. And I didn't have to pay to be there. So it doesn't really help your SEO. It helps their SEO and hopes that someone will click on your link. This is so amazing. And you're right. It's, it's putting the work in is making your name pop up and to not just get lucky, like not just hope that someone's going to find you and look at your shiny picture and resonate with one icon photo, right? Like that is just so and hope, And I believe in hope. I believe in believe. I love Ted Lasso, right? <laughs> um, hope there is, I, I am not a person. There is a little bit of hope and luck in all of our businesses. Sometimes we stumble and, and, and we fall upon some luck. I don't build a business based off luck and hope. I can't, especially as a person who moves their business so often, I don't even have the luxury of getting stagnant in the location, more or less and, and rely on hope and luck, right? Someone may stumble upon your website online. Luckily, I want them to stumble upon it because you put strategic work into it and that's how they're finding you. Oh my gosh. So I have one more question for you. I know you are the expert, like you mentioned, being a military spouse, you guys are on the move and you're very strategic and intentional with these moves. And I know I have a handful of girls, especially me moving here to Arizona. They've been reaching out in my DMS and they want to know, Hey, I have a big move coming up. What would be your number one strategy tactic when it comes to preparing for that move? Oof, the earlier, the better, especially if you're going to do it for SEO purposes. The earlier, the better. Um, because again, remember SEO, I cannot tell you that if you blog something today, you're going to pop up on Google tomorrow. Chances are that's not going to happen. Um, but with time that can happen. And so the first thing that I do is the minute that you know that you're going to move to a new location, I understand that things happen and things can change. I get that. Um, you want to start the research. And when I say research for SEO, I'm talking about keywords, right? So we're going on to, I mean, there's a lot of different tools, Google Analytics, you have Uber, Suggest, Moz, SEM, there's a lot of tools 
or, you know, you have a coach that can help you with that. But immediately we're going to start looking up what are, you know, what are the keywords out there? Because we want to immediately start to create content out there. I'm not talking about paid ads or anything. And I'm not talking, you know, and again, for photographers, the question someone's in there right now, I have never photographed there before. It's okay. What did I say at the beginning of this podcast? Google looks for copy. It ranks for images, but it rank your ranking for your copy. So you want to be able to start looking up those SEO keywords, right? Start stalking your competitors SEO wise, right? And, and, and the other way too, but I'm talking about SEO. What are the keywords that they're using? There's ways that you can do this guys. Yes, there's ways to stalk your competitors uh, just on SEO and start to create some content. You're going to be Googling. You're going to be looking and searching in your new area. And the great thing about blog posts is that unlike some other social media, media things and, and content that you create, you're not dinged or penalized when you go back and repurpose or update that content. So the first thing that I always do, one of the biggest blog posts that I do, again, it's going to resonate for more photographers, but any business owner you can see on a location-based blog post, what I'm talking about is immediately I'm creating top five wedding venues in Tampa. That's where I'm, I'm moving to next year, right? Have never photographed a wedding in Tampa. What did I did? I went on to Google, looked up wedding venues in Tampa. What are some of the wedding venues that are my type of wedding venues where my ideal clients would go? And I started to do some research and then I created a blog post around it. No, have I photographed there? Absolutely not. Did I put my own work in there? Absolutely. What I did and what I will do for the future for when those couples come, even if I've never photographed there, of course, I'll go and I'll take a tour. There's research and things that I'll do before I get there. These top five places are five places I actually want to work. So when I go to Tampa for my next visit, I will schedule site tours and I'll, you know, go and I'll take pictures of the venue outside, all of that. Because what our couples really want to know is that how are you going to be familiarized with my venue? So when someone comes and they're like, oh yes, you want to photograph at this venue. Have you photographed here before? I haven't, but oh my God, you see that big willow tree in the back? Oh my God, the way the sun sets there. I can just imagine you and your spouse in a dip pose and the way that your veil flows and da -da -da -da. now they're getting excited. What am I doing? I'm seducing them, right? That's marketing. It doesn't matter if I photographed there before. What matters is that they found me on a blog post, right? On, on, on a venue that I've never photographed that before. That's the secret sauce right there. And so that would probably be the first thing that I would do. Whatever your business is, right? We want to establish ourselves location-based. That's one of the biggest terms that, you know, if you're a location-based service provider that you want to be found for, whatever location and then whatever it is that you do, i.e. myself, it'd be Tampa wedding photographer. So you best believe that I've gone, I've researched Tampa wedding photographer, I've started utilizing that keyword in my website, on my blog post, and I have already started to create content and I'm just letting it post and sit there for Google to start doing its magic. And I will, you know, drive traffic to there as our move gets closer. Amazing. I love that. So it's so important to be location-based start now. Okay. I have a follow-up question. What if someone is nervous to be blogging about this when they haven't told their current clients? Like what does that sticky kind of gray area look like for you? There's no magic rule book on when to do this. There's going to be a point where you're going to confuse your clients. That's the unfortunate part of moving a business, an established business, right? Is that someone's going to get confused. Are you here? Are you there? I try to 
being military is very different. I mean, we've had orders in hand, getting ready to move to Maryland two months, and then our orders change to Hawaii, right? So like, I understand being nervous about that. Eventually, you have to rip the bandaid off, right? Eventually, you have to kind of solidify and announce yourself as you're moving here, you're taking on clients here. And it's going to be a li- not only a gray area in terms of your clients, I'm here to tell you, it's going to be a little bit of a gray area for you too, right? You might be traveling to your new location location before you're there. You know, you might have to come out of pocket. You might have to do some free work in order to create content. What? Yes. At eight years, I was just in Tampa creating free content that I could blog about. No one asks me how much did that client pay? It doesn't matter, right? I'm talking about creating content that's going to create a return in your investment. But as you do that, the more forward thinking you are, My goal is when I land in a new location, I'm up and running, photographing, working, doing that. People are like, dang, girl, didn't you just move here? Yep. Yes, I did. Right. But that's because I did the work a year prior. So we're a year out from our move now. My homepage is already SEO'd up for our new location. I'm already creating content. I'm already using hashtags and keywords for the new location while still letting my people know that I'm still here in San Diego. So there, I know it's not a simple answer. I say that, you know, I try to do, I really focus on a new location about six months prior. So for me, we are scheduled to move to Tampa next summer. So probably by spring, my whole focus will solely be Tampa based for me. And that'll be that six months out confusing my clients a little bit. I, under, I know that, but I also am paying attention to my new areas market. While it's a beautiful location, uh, Kiana's going to understand this the most. It gets hot there in the hundreds <laughs> type of hot. All right. That I'm not used to yet. So yep. humidity. Muggy, and what yep. I gather, people don't want to get married in 110 degree heat, nor do I want to photograph in that. So by strategically planning on when I'm going to focus on that area is when I believe people will be booking for that area because they are a little bit of a different booking season. So again, market research, anybody that tells you, and yes, I had an educator one time tell me that I was crazy for thinking about and paying attention to market research. Granted, they never moved their business. So I didn't take their, (laughs) I didn't take their words to heart, you know? Yeah, no, this is so amazing. So you are clearly the expert. I feel like we can talk for hours and hours and hours about this, but I would love to kind of just close out and just share with us, Vanessa, like, can you share more about your blogging, the strategy and how can people work with you? Because I know you're, you know, one of my besties um, that I will always carry in my heart. I'm so grateful we met in Monterey, California, and we just have that connection. That's no matter where we are flying around the country and the globally photographing weddings and events and speaking events too. It's just been so fun. Can you share with us where we can learn more from you and how we can invest in you? Because I know when we invest in you, we can invest in our business and make that money, honey. So how can we learn more about blogging with strategy? Well, I love this. Well, hopefully, and again, thank you so much for having me on. Hopefully your listeners are still listening. I can talk for hours about this. I am a geek when it comes to analytics and data, but here's why, because data doesn't lie. Analytics don't lie. Right. And so people out here, they, they over exaggerating stuff. Data does it. Right. And so 
I would talk about this for hours, but if you're a person like me, maybe you want to check to see if you're blogging and your SEO is actually working, or you don't know where to start, or you've been putting it on the back burner and you're trying to make it sexy too. You want to get your inbox with 406 inquiries for free. And of course, no guys, I did not book 406 people at all, you know, but again, what would 406 opportunities do for your business? That's the thing. It's not that I need to book all of them. It's that I had 406 opportunities from Google alone to change my life, right? That's all I'm trying to do for you guys. And so I want to teach you guys the right way. Yes, you guys could actually go on Google and find out how to blog. That's easy, right? Blogging is actually the easy part, the strategic part, the marketing, the thinking outside the box, the forward marketing, the keyword research, right? thinking like your consumers. That is where the secret sauce is. And that is what I teach. Obviously, the course is named Blogging with Strategy. Um, it is being relaunched in September. It is one of my favorite courses. Um, I've taken all the blogging courses. All of them teach you how to blog. Um, they send you with 50 blog posts or 100 blog posts. Here you go. You know, have fun. Again, what is missing in all of those courses is strategy. It is how you're going to use that keyword research strategically. And so we have six modules, bite-sized modules, where we sit and we actually go through that. We talk about that secret sauce and how you can create traffic to your website year after year, location after location, pandemic Lovato after pandemic Lovato. Hopefully we don't have any more, um, but what can keep your business afloat no matter what trend after trend. And so that's the blogging with strategy course. You, if you're following me on Instagram, you can follow me, Vanessa Hicks photography. I do have a free education group where I'm always giving tips, SEO tips as well. If you go onto Facebook and you look the Vanessa Hicks education community, it is free. Join us, join your friends or bring your friends with us. And I'm always giving as much free content as possible. Uh, so again, that blogging with strategy course will come back out in September, really, really focusing on the strategic ways that you can be blogging and utilizing SEO uh, for your business and doing it once and doing it the right way. Amazing. I can't thank you enough. You are literally just this wealth of knowledge. And I love how once we start talking, I'm like, wait, I have another question. I have another question. There's so many, so many like tactics and strategies and and I love that you're so giving and generous with your education. Maybe Kiana will have me back then. Yes, I know. We, <laughs> we need, we need part more. Two, guess. <laughs> we need to start another round like tomorrow and just keep talking because I just, I just love listening to you and learning from you. I'm every time we speak, Vanessa, I'm always taking notes. So I really, really appreciate your time. Well, thank you so much for having me listeners. Thank you guys so much. Please, please reach out. If you have any questions, shoot me a DM, tell me that you guys listen to me on here and I'll make sure that I uh, take care of your guest, Keanu. Yay. You are amazing. Thank you so much. Love you, girl. All righty. Bye you guys. That's a wrap on another episode of Kiana Marie Weekly. Thank you so much for your listenership and support. You can find the resources and show notes for this episode and more at kianamarie.com slash podcast. I'd be honored if you'd show your support by leaving a review and rating on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, keep on dancing.